So I'm gonna buy a new computer. Yeah, probably a good idea. Good choice. It's the Comic Sans that's fucking it up. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then loads and loads of un, uh, you know, like uh, unfiltered pornography, like that you download. And like movies from like sketchy torrent sites from Russia and shit. Oh, now we're talking about my computer. Yeah. Yep. Got that Minnesota porn on there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, That's puts, the spot. It oh, puts yeah. The, it puts the lutefisk on its skin. We went down the rivers. We crossed the plains. Over the mountains. We fought in streams. We went west. We trapped. We mined. We carved our names. With guns and axes, we sought our fame. Our destiny. Of business, progress, and the USA. USA. You want to get it over with? <laughs> That's the kind yep. of enthusiasm you get with this show. Yep. All right, get um, it over with. All right, welcome back to How the West Was Fucked. Uh, How? God damn it. The <laughs> West was fucked. Yeah. Hey, Go that team. Was almost, that was probably one of the better ones we've done. Except for the, the one time we accidentally up. did it perfect. Yeah. Um, well, uh, if you joined us last week, uh, we were uh, talking about uh, General George Armstrong Custer. Uh, being told uh, not to attack the Sioux on his own, and he was told to uh, wait for the reinforcements, to which he kind of said, like, I will, I will fucking not wait. And then they went and uh, went out to find the, the Lakota village, and the scouts came back and reported seeing a very large village with, like, herds of thousands of ponies and stuff like that. And then, mm. uh, and then Custer decided they were going to attack. But now we're going to... Skip that whole battle. <laughs> the whole fucking thing. Just to piss you off. Uh, and because it, it does warrant, uh, Little Bighorn does warrant, like, its own two-episode thing. You know, it's it's big enough for that. So we're, yeah, for we're sure. skipping, a little, skipping over the Little Bighorn. I don't know, Will, start us off wherever the fuck you are with your comments. Okay. Hands. Well, uh, if something bad happens, you need an, a, a scapegoat. Yeah. Uh, you say so, in, a, in a scapegoat that you can ride off yep. into the fucking sunset? Yeah. Yep. Some fast-ass goats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so General Terry shifted all the blame to Custer, saying that he was supposed to meet up with Gibbon and wait for him. But in <laughs> reality, uh, Terry you know, basically gave him free reign to Custer anyway. Right. Sheridan said, okay. And Grant was more than happy to blame Custer because those two were at odds. <laughs> The Senate held meetings asking if the war was actually even needed. <laughs> Which, uh, it could be argued, probably not, really. Yeah. You know. But uh, now is just kind of like right after 9-11. It's public outrage up the uh, yin-yang there. In fact, hold on. Ugh. Holding on. Oh. As he scurries away to grab some shit off of his net of horrors hanging on the wall. Like a crab. Hey, at least he's wearing pants today. 
Those are that long johns. Is a framed. This is a copy of the Bismarck Tribune. Whoa! Uh, and it has like the aftermath of the battle and the list of the dead, and people losing their shit. Holy shit, um, dude! You know, it's yeah, it's it's not a, authentic. You know, it's authentic, but it's not original. Put it that way. It's a reprint. Right. But uh, yeah, they have listed like all the dead. And they're talking about, like, General Terry. Man, if I would have been smart, I would have read all this to prep for this episode. But I haven't read it in a long time. <laughs> you got to snap but a yeah. picture of that and send it to me, man. Yeah. What kind well, of ads did they have back in the day? Um, Since it's in the frame, I don't and I don't think they have the, the particular ads in this one anyway, because, it's, like I said, it's a reprint. Break but the just frame. Some of the, just some of the headlines is, like, massacre. General Custer and 261 men, the victims. No officer or man of five companies left to tell the tale. Three days of desperate fighting by Major Reno and the remainder of the 7th. Full details of the battle. List of killed and wounded. The Bismarck Tribune's special correspondent slain. So apparently a reporter got killed? <laughs> I've never heard of that. Um, squaws mutilate and rob the dead. Victims captured alive, tortured in a most fiendish manner. I also heard never any accounts of anybody being captured and tortured wow. from this. No. Fucking fair um, and balanced over here. What will Congress do about it? And shall this be the beginning of the end? Those are kind of the main taglines of this particular... Uh, it's the uh, Bismarck Tribune from uh, J- July 6, 1876. Wow, so Custer was basically like a martyr? Oh, kind of. I mean, you know, the Bismarck Tribune. Bismarck is where Fort Abraham Lincoln is. Wow, it's actually Mandan across the river. Yeah. So, I mean, it was he was definitely well-known in that area. Well, he's well-known nationwide anyway, but it's like, yeah, he was kind of like a, a hero kind of figure from the bullshit stories people would write about him. And he was daring and bold, or some would call it stupid. Is it, I was going to say, is form. it brave or stupid? <laughs> Bravery yeah, or little, stupidity? Yeah, little six of one, half a dozen of the other. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I'll, I'll somehow try to reproduce this in a way where you can actually read parts of it or, you know, highline some, but yeah, I forgot I fucking had that. It's been hanging on my wall for like six years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do like a special report from the field and then at the end have the guy get killed. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's the thing is I, I, I believe that's bullshit. I don't think that ever happened. I mean, there is there is widely accounts of the fact that the, you know because we were talking about uh, uh, Sitting Bull had that vision of uh, defeating the soldiers and said, but it said it would only work if we don't mutilate the dead. Well, then the women all came out and mutilated the dead, and he's like, oh no, old oh, oh, gosh, you know. Uh, but um, so that's real. But I have never heard of any account of anybody being captured and tortured. Unless maybe they got like a crow scout or something that wasn't actually with the column or something like that, but they're like I said, at least not at the Little Bighorn. I mean, yeah, people got captured and tortured actually quite a bit, but it's not here. So yeah. I think the Bismarck Tribune was being a little bit sensationalist. No, no. <laughs> uh, before the outbreak of violence, Sheridan uh, asked for more troops and permanent bases within Sioux territory. But he was turned down because that surely meant war. But now you have war, so now you can do all that stuff. And don't call me Shirley. Yep. <laughs> surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. So now the army has tons of money and ammo. Uh, and now even Congress identifies any uh, Indian off the reservation as deemed fucking hostile. 
Which is like giving uh, all these whiteies a hunting license if they see anybody off the reservation. Well, which I is believe it, at thing. that point it was almost like, I don't know if they scooped him up right away, but even like the Crow, like scouts that had been literally working with him up to that battle, I think got pretty much arrested, didn't they? Like, uh, It wouldn't wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility, that's for sure. I, I think that's pretty much what happened is like... <laughs> Oh, there's some Indians right over here. What? You, which ones? The ones standing in uniform in the chow line. Well, that was easy. God damn, dude. <laughs> uh, so now what Sheridan, Sheridan needed were commanders that actually wanted to fight. Um, Terry and Crook didn't really want to fight. So who does he get? Da, 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 da. Nelson Miles. Yep. Fuck we should you, make man. a little jingle. Jingle, uh, fuck you, Miles City. And also Nelson Miles. <laughs> so he was on the Southern Plains, uh, fucking up the Comanche or having getting fucked up. I was gonna say, at that point, they were kind of getting fucked up by the Comanche in a lot of times. Yep. Uh, so the Lakota and the Cheyenne. Got about 150 miles away. This is after the battle, so they're running away from Crook. Um, they got 150 miles away before they, uh, you know, stop and chill and hang out. But now they have a whole big group of uh, people, so they need tons of buffalo for the upcoming winter. But even the richest buffalo hunting grounds in the in the states are kind of going away even at this time so because they're getting occupied by whitey it's like uh, yep. it's like a costco run only you know kind of stock up <laughs> but it's like costco run thousand of, people costco, costco run of buffalo yeah co- costco <laughs> buffalo run pick me up some buffalo while you're there <laughs> oh shit man they, they only have the four million packs <laughs> yeah i did i had to do a train drive by just to get them all <laughs> yeah <laughs> So they have a grand council. Uh, the Cheyennes wanted to stay in the Powder River country. Sitting Bull took his hunk papas and mini con Jews and sand arcs into northeast Montana by the border. Which somehow, uh, okay, that, that sands arcs, for some reason, I only became aware of that group, like, researching this. How have I never heard of them before? Uh, like, I don't know. They're further east, I think, aren't they? Uh, something like that, but... It's just, yeah. it seems like it should have came up some other time in the last 40 fucking years of my life that I would have yeah. heard of them, but. I know the mini Kanjus, they were neighbors to the Dakota during that uprising. Right. But they didn't really help them out too much because they didn't want to get annihilated for some reason. Yeah, shocking. <laughs> yeah, that I, that I knew. I knew the mini Kanju, but anyway, carry on. Uh, Crazy Horse takes the Oglalas to the Black Hills. And some just go to the reservation only to wave goodbye to the reservation Indians going out. <laughs> Oi. Have fun uh, storming the castle. Yep. August 5th, Crook was finally convinced to stop fishing. He must have caught his hundred in a day there. There you go. <laughs> uh, Colonel Wesley Merritt shows up with more troops. Now they have almost 2,000 combined. So they take off. Of course, it was another shit show. It was two days of hot ass hot, followed by three days of sleet. This is August, and that muddied up the trail and turned it into snot. <laughs> August 10th, the sun came back and it was hot as shit again. 
And then that afternoon, Crook and Terry almost mistake each other for the Sioux. <laughs> that would have been <laughs> fucking awesome. Right over the hill. It's like, oh, I was going to shoot you. I was going to shoot you. I should have just wait for it. Where are they at? So that's almost two weeks of marching and thunderstorms. Uh, they decided to, uh, Crook and Terry, break up. Uh, Crook thought Crazy Horse would go to Black Hills. <laughs> it's over, Terry. I found yeah. another yeah. man. <laughs> oh, I just You're found a crook. <laughs> I just found a I just found a sweet ass picture of George Crook, like uh, with his sideburns kicking, wearing a pith helmet. Oh shit! Uh, uh, mm-hmm. With his foot up on what looks like a pile of wolf hides, and he's got a big old like shotgun, but he's wearing Ooh. his gauntlets. But he's got like a like a bow tie, and it's got one of those like painted like backgrounds where it's all trees, but there's like a little castle in the background. What the fuck? I'm fucking sending you that shit. Oh, like. you have to. I'm, I'm trying to imagine it right now. It's like... it's. It looks like uh, a picture... Like a medieval take, scientist? Well, it takes like... Uh, it's like a picture you're taking uh, before you like put on a high school play of all the main characters. Oh. And th- yeah, and this is like the deranged butterfly collector or some shit. Like, <laughs> uh, anyway, Crook, crook and, crook and uh, Miles break up, you say? Or Crook, crook and Terry break crook up? Crook and Terry... Or? Yep. So Crook goes after Crazy Horse to the Black Hills. Uh, but, you know, Crazy Horse was going there just to get Buffalo, not to attack miners like they thought. Uh, Terry thought Sitting Bull was going to Canada. He was partially right, too, but he uh, Sitting Bull was going to stay close to the border just in case that he's been needed somewhere else. Or actually, he sends some, a few people over the border to see if they actually can stay there without getting shipped back. So Crook has 10 more days of miserable marching. Now it's hailing, too. Yay! So the horses were up to their knees in mud. Uh, going was slow, obviously. Now they're running out of food. Uh, but they do find tracks going to the Black Hills, but they're still 200 miles away from that. And Fort Lincoln was about 150 miles away. They didn't have enough food for either trip, so he gambles and just goes south to the Black Hills. Then they start eating their horses. Yeah, well, because they had hor- they had horses that were literally just giving up and dying too. Like the horses are all fucked up. Like I, I always talk about how, like you know, in westerns, they, it's like these assholes like ride their fucking horse at like Mach six for like, oh, I just rode from like Denver to California in like a day and a half on this like racehorse. Nope, not the way she, not the way she fucking works. And even if you got them like moving, the big thing is too like um. To prevent, like, because the, the Sioux knew they were going to get chased. And so in a lot of cases, when they got the opportunity, they just burned the grass behind them. So, like, their ponies get to eat, and then they burn the fucking prairie behind them. So any pursuing force, their ponies got nothing to eat. Oh, yeah. So the horses are fucked up from starving and being force-marched. And don't worry, folks, there's plenty of, like, really crappy... Pictures of soldiers butchering horses and stuff for you. That will, <laughs> Thank that God, I'm I was actually, just gonna ask. Yeah, I'm compiling some of the some of the grizzlier ones for you now. Uh, <laughs> but that's so, why. Uh, well, I was gonna say, and that's why this march a lot of times is known as the horse meat march. For which, real? So, yes. <laughs> which you know, if you think Not, of a march it's, like it's like a track like a meet. Dance. It's like yeah, a track well, meet or a different kind of meat. <laughs> Yeah, horse meat march. Well, it's like, you know, like, you know, whether they do like, you know, a wedding march or, uh, you know, like a, some kind of dance. I just picture them, you know, dancing with big 
brontosaurus horse ribs in their hands and oh, like God. you know yeah, like totally. legs yeah like some kind of ritual uh, anyway you so they're about 100 miles away from deadwood now um crook sends ahead a group to get some foods uh crook said that he told the commander of the group uh captain mills to avoid indian conflicts and just get the food Mills would later claim that Crook told him to attack any village he might encounter. Uh, 30 miles away, Mills does find a village. Uh, Crook was resting at the time because it was his birthday. Yes. <laughs> the army has to stop if it's the general's yep. birthday, I guess. Yep. Yes. They didn't know uh, how big it was, Mills, anyway. So the 150 troops laid up after seeing a pony herd and then hunkered down in the rain and they would attack at dawn, as usual, like you do at any brave <laughs> yeah, yeah. fire into teepees and yeah. as you run by. Yeah, it's like, you know, if you got a suspect in the Motel 6, you know, you just go ahead and burn down the whole fucking motel. Of course, if they would have did a little reconnaissance, they would have known that these were uh, 250 Cheyenne. mini... Uh, mini conjures yeah. were on their way back to the reservation to turn themselves in. Um, this is the Battle of Slim Buttes. Yeah. Which they actually do mention in uh, the show Deadwood. I find I can find no uh, evidence that Crook ever actually went into Deadwood like after this, but on the show, you know, that yeah, they have Crook show up and they're show it does show him like trying to get like provisions and that the people of Deadwood were kind of ripping them off. And yep. shit like that, which did happen, but I don't think Crick went by himself. But yeah, they talk about the battle at Slim Buttes, and they talk about eating their horses and all that shit. I think uh, Crook was played by Peter Coyote. When you go out for groceries only twice a year, you think harder about what you buy. You check the facts. And only one leading cereal, Cheerios, is low in sugar and a good source of fiber and made from whole grain oats. So choose smart. Choose Cheerios. He does all the narration for Ken Burns' crap. I was just thinking of that shitty fucking, uh, that shitty pop country song, the Whiskey for My Men. And, uh, oh, yeah. And Meat, meat from My Horses. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's Meat for My Men. No, it's Whiskey for f- My Horses. <laughs> well, I say Meat from My Horses. <laughs> meat from My Horses, yeah. <laughs> so at dawn, the troops attacked while most of the mini kanjis ran, some still naked. Uh, women and children hid in the rocks. Uh, Crook changed his mind uh, midway through his birthday and decided to march. So he shows up about <laughs> noon. It's my party and I'll march if I want to. Hey, can you guys quit running, please? It's my birthday. I'm trying to celebrate over here. And he's admonishing Mills for attacking, even though he gave him orders to, or at least according to Mills. Uh, now, instead of the soldiers uh, attacking... Uh, Crook loses control of the starved soldiers and they attack the 5,000 pounds of dried buffalo meat rather than the uh, mini kanjus. <laughs> oh, no, Fuck. That's desperation, man. Well, I do like it, at least in this circumstance, they ate the fucking buffalo meat instead of if we were. If you yeah, normally they'd set it on fire. Well, yeah. Well, and if, like I said, if you recall, uh, like General Sully after, after the uh, battle at Kildare Mountain. The guys are fucking running out of supplies and starving, but yeah, they had just burned like two tons of or five tons or whatever ridiculous amount of buffalo meat. These these guys know what's up. Buffalo meat's good, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's good for you. 
Yes. Part of this complete breakfast. Better than horse. Yes. <laughs> so uh, 20 troopers volunteered to go after uh, Chief American Horse. Uh, Crook hurriedly ordered a ceasefire. An American Horse came out of the ravine, but he was carrying his guts in his hands. Uh, he dies the next day. Yeah. That's well, and a- American Horse. It's hard to shrug that shit off. Wait, yeah. you said you said American horse? Yeah. Was that the dude's name? Yeah, Chief American yep. Horse. Oh, okay. I thought you said an, an American horse came walking out with guts in his with hands. His I was guts, like, wait, like wait, wait, wait. Like his Bojack horseman yeah, that's been totally, disemboweled. Totally. <laughs> stupid piece of shit. You're a real stupid piece of shit. But I know I'm a piece of shit. That at least makes me better than all the pieces of shit who don't know they're pieces of shit. Or is it worse? Breakfast. So at 4 p.m., Crazy Horse appears on the ridge overlooking uh, the battle site there. He just beamed uh, in. Yep. So both sides exchange fire until dark. Uh, Crook declares victory, because <laughs> why not? Uh, if you just but, say but, it, then it, it's true, right? Well, it's victory because mm-hmm. they got to eat. <laughs> and they, yeah. won, they, they won some lovely parting gifts, like 1,000 pounds of buffalo meat, so... Yeah, so that basically fucks up the fall hunt and all the supplies for for these guys. But instead of going to the reservation, uh, these mini kanjus hook up with Crazy Horse. So that's happening again. Well, like like we say, you know, these crackdowns always really work uh, to the opposite effect of what they're trying to do. Yeah. You know, uh, so, but we keep doing it, you know. Hey, stop protesting. Let me start tear gassing everybody. Cool. Oh, now they're th- now they're throwing bricks and setting trash cans on fire. No, know, no, like... they're throwing soup. They're throwing soup. Oh yeah, soup. Yep, <laughs> soup and tell motherfucker. Uh, whatever. It's soup for my family. Beer for your horses. Yes. So let's talk about more shameful acts. All right. Uh, August fifteenth, eighteen seventy-six. The Grant administration sticks a rider into the Sioux appropriations bill. Uh, they had promised to give them more food, but the Sioux had to give up their claims west of the 103rd Meridian, which was the Black Hills. And oh, whatever buffalo that. were left uh, in the western part of their, in the Powder River country. So, this is, uh, they still haven't cashed that check yet, right? Right. That they're supposed to. Oh, know. yeah. Well, yeah, that was to buy the Black, and it was supposed to be what, uh, what was it? Some stupid shit like $250,000 or something? It wasn't like a lot of money. Now there's a bunch of interest compounded on it. Well, but. yeah, but yeah, the Lakota, uh, that one's on uh, Pine Ridge still haven't, the, yeah, they won't. Like to this day? Money. To, to this, this day? day? Holy shit. And of course, Pine Ridge is known as like the poorest place to live in the United States, has higher infantry, infant mortality rates than, um, you know, most other places in the United States. It's basically a third world country. You, I thought you said so in, infantry infantry mortality rate, which actually no. would have would have been the well, battle at uh, Little Bighorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they, yeah, I guess. But <laughs> what a lot of people don't know, there was like a second wounded knee. Well, we haven't even talked about the first wounded knee yet, but there was a second wounded knee there too. I mean, it's yeah, but yeah, they uh, they never they never took the money or never cashed the check. Like Will said, they got pretty much here's the money. Is like nope, nope, nope. To this day, I thought maybe now, ju- it's just because there's not a lot of Bank of Americas uh, in that yeah, region. Yeah, yeah. Well, they use Wells Fargo, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. <laughs> so even if they did try to cash it at Wells Fargo, they probably fucking wouldn't cash yeah. it for them. But yeah, Pine Ridge is one of those I've never. I, you know, you drive by it all the time when you're in the Black Hills, and I don't know. 
always, I always feel like I want to go visit and see, you know, how people are actually living and maybe talk to some people and stuff. But I also feel like I don't belong there and probably should just stay the fuck away. So, um, I don't That's know, probably maybe. the way they prefer it. Yeah, yeah, generally. <laughs> That's what I figure, but... So it was basically uh, seed these lands for the Sioux or starve, at least for the reservation guys. Uh, one chief blindfolded himself before signing. <laughs> if I don't see it, it didn't happen. Red Cloud looked pretty pissed as he did it and kind of gave him the speech. I said, uh, he said, I suppose this makes you happy. Uh, Spotted Tail said, uh, he probably had the best quote, goes, uh, quote, my friend, your words are like a man knocking me in the head with a club. By your speech, you have put great fear upon us. Whatever the white people ask of us, wherever we go, we always say yes, yes, yes. Whenever we don't agree to what is asked of us in council, you always reply, you won't get anything to eat. <laughs> if you don't eat your meat, you won't get your pudding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Words. Yeah, that's pretty pretty uh, astute observation there. Uh, who was that, Spotted Tail? Yeah. I think Spotted Tail was Cheyenne, if I remember right. I, something like that. But um, so they all sign it, at least the reservation guys. And this time Congress ratifies it right away. Not like the uh, Dakota in 1864 where they sat on all that money <laughs> and caused a big old war. Right. That's still still going on uh, 10 years later. Yeah. Oh, this is This is kind of the end of it, I guess. So uh, September 1876, Terry disbands the Montana and Dakota columns. Uh, one seventh uh, cavalry captain joked, "The Sioux have failed to find us. We're going home." <laughs> <laughs> the Sioux have failed failed to find us. <laughs> Hardy har. Yep. Uh, Crook was put in charge of the whole operation then, with uh, help from Ranald McKenzie, which you might remember from the Comanche episode. Um, by this time, he was going a little uh, nutso. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Crook did have the good idea to let the Red Cloud uh, Agency Lakota, the, you know, the what became Pine Ridge uh, Reservation, mm -hmm. to keep their weapons and ask them to help rather than piss them off and send them to Crazy Horse like he did with the Mini Kanju there. Uh, nearly 500 reservation uh, guys sign up to help. Sheridan officially disapproves of that. Um, if Custer only faced non-reservation Lakota two months before, he might have won. But now he has the same ones working for him, Crook does. Probably, you know, they're on their side now after being, you know, fighting and, with them two months earlier. Yeah, after yeah. fighting a war against them. Like, like, well, like Will said, like two weeks before. Well, not quite two weeks. It was a little bit. A couple of months. Earlier, yeah. yeah. Fuck. So with Terry going home, Sheridan had uh, General Miles. Fuck you, Miles City. <laughs> and also Nelson Miles. <laughs> Fuck you, Miles City. Mm -hmm. Erect the Tongue River Cantonment and work from there. Is that the one that became uh, Miles City? Can't remember. They I changed it to Fort Keogh. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that is Miles City. I think so. Oh. So Tongue, they have Tongue a, River is a better name. That's you think of all your advertising you could do, just like get like Gene Simmons in a cowboy hat. Like, <laughs> oh, I wonder if he's ever gotten a picture taken in a cowboy hat. I I, I don't know. He has wonderful hair. That's for yeah. Sure. I, was gonna, I was gonna say he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that wants to uh, 
to constrict his mane under some kind of hat, you know. <laughs> uh, what, what was that fucking? What was that movie with him and like uh, uh, Magnum PI? It is the future, mysteriously spreading across an unsuspecting city. Machines trained to serve humans are turning against them. Model 912, cut up two people inside the house. I'm going in. Mm. You're going in. We can send a disarm robot in. It'll hit the floater, it'll hit the disarm, and any minute it's going to decide to hit the kid. An ingenious conspiracy has begun, and someone has to stop the madman who started it all. We've got a non-standard chip here. Can turn any domestic computer into a killing machine. Working late at night all by yourself. I just had a few things to finish up. No, no big deal. Let me help you. No. This is a bad guy. Killed five so far. I want him. Runaway. Tom Selleck. Cynthia Rhodes. Gene Simmons. Runaway. From TriStar Pictures. It was like the near future and uh, yeah. like uh, g- 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 what's his name? Mr. Baseball. Fucking to Tom, the bus Tom Selleck. Yeah, oh. like Tom, Tom Selleck is a. Uh, He's like a he's a cop, but he heads up the division of the police where uh, they go out and uh, decommission robots that are have gone crazy and trying to kill people. And like the fucking robots in this thing are just dumb as hell looking. Like the first one you see looks like an overhead projector with a with a like a Roscoe six shooter in its hand, like trying to shoot a baby. It's fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, Kirstie Alley's in it too, and then Gene Simmons is the bad guy. He's he plays a fucking awesome bad guy. Oh yeah, so uh, Fort Kia. Is uh, yeah, it's on the northern, at the western edge of modern Miles City. Actually, you know what? It's probably right where uh, I tried to go to their fucking museum that wasn't open, even though it said it was on their website. Miles City. Fuck you, Miles City. <laughs> it also Nelson Miles. <laughs> that it's probably right. Fucking probably was right there, which is probably why that museum's there. I just found a great picture of Fort Kia. Wow, what a shithole. Oh shit! I just found a picture of Gene Simmons in a cowboy hat. All right, Whoa. right, riding a fucking mechanical bull. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Gene Simmons. Do you like? I want to hear him do a fake like Southern accent. I'm Gene Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> Still want to see Phantom of the Park? Phantom the of ki- the Park? What? The Kiss movie that. You can't find anywhere because oh, it's erased from everybody's memory. I me bucko with a scurvy crew steaming close behind, and I do mean steaming. Jeans clean. A pussycat. Almost. Hi, Carly. Is the Peter Chris is the drummer. Peter Chris, like uh like the cat guy. his yeah, his lines were he he recorded his lines so shitty that they just uh cut all his lines out and replaced it with like animal noises. Like he would just every time his mouth would open, it'd just be like and that was it. Cause cause his his lines are so fucking dumb. Alright. <laughs> okay. Alright. Insert some kiss songs here. No. 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 Nope. I'll, okay. I'll I'll insert uh Beth. That fucking or the or the uh what's the disco song they did? I was made for loving you, baby, baby. Yeah, that piece of shit. <laughs> Fucking bad. Beth, I hear you calling, but I can't come home right now. Me and the boys are playing, 
and we just can't find the sound. Holy fuck. Okay, I'm on the Mile City Chamber of Commerce website right now. Fuck you, Mile City. <laughs> and also Nelson Miles. <laughs> and they, oh, come on, go back, you son of a bitch. Uh, naturally photogenic, yes. Um, okay, they got, oh, there's like a picture of a kid uh, that looks like he was holding a trout, and it's like falling into the river. And the kid's, like, clearly about to start bawling. It's awesome. It's, like, this kid mm-hmm. standing in the river, like, wearing, like, hip waders and just going, like, Aah! Oh, like, like the trout jumped out of his hands and he fucking yeah. lost it? <laughs> but they're, they're using this on their Chamber of Commerce website. What the fuck? It's, it's like, next to a picture of, like, uh, there's a white-tailed deer and a ring-neck pheasant and a prairie dog also on the same page. All right, send me the one of the kid. I'm going to try to. It's, it's in a slideshow, so I'm, I'm trying to. Don't go anywhere. How the West was fucked will be right back. Whining salmon salmon meals for kids. Whining salmon salmon meals for kids. Whining salmon salmon meals for kids. Donate your mule today. So, General Miles is in Miles City, or what will become Miles City. Fuck you, Miles City. <laughs> and also Nelson Miles. <laughs> Terry Fuck. orders him to stay for the winter, but on October 10th, Sitting Bull's Wolves, you know, his attack team. Oh, yeah, fuck. Found I was like, awesome. Army. His yep. Navy SEALs. Yeah. Yep. They find a supply train and attack it. He, uh, Sitting Bull, counseled against attacking it. But the young men flat out ignore him. Uh, next day, a large war party attacks the pack train again. Uh, small army escort drives them away, but uh, they ran off enough mules to cripple the pack train. Because of course they did. Yep. Four days later, a reinforced train rumbles by and the Lakota attack again and again against Sitting Bull's wishes. But this time, Miles start to worry when the pack train was overdue, so now he's going out after Sitting Bull. October 20th, Miles overtook them on the Cedar Creek headwaters. Caught uh, by surprise, Sitting Bull arranged a council uh, with uh, General Miles. Fuck you, Miles City! (laughs) And also Nelson Miles. (laughs) Uh, They called him Bear Coat because he wore a bear coat, I guess. Uh, well, Miles surprised Sitting Bull with telling Sitting Bull what Sitting Bull had planned because Miles had spies in the camp. <laughs> well, that and wasn't that also kind of like, pissed him off. Well, and also Sitting Bull like laid out a blanket and got his pipe ready and like offered Miles to sit down, and then Miles is like, "No, I'm gonna stand." Yep. So yeah, so Miles is basically just trolling the shit out of Sitting Bull at this point. <laughs> Fuck you, Miles Sitting. <laughs> Uh, The next day, um, Miles offers, he actually sits, and then now Sitting Bull refuses to sit. Yeah. Awesome. Miles offered the other chiefs to sit, and they did. Uh, Sitting Bull talked very little during the council, and it was kind of deadlocked, so they kind of decide to fight rather than give up. But it wasn't much of a fight. The Lakota set fire to the grass to cover their escape. 
Some stayed to fight. One brave was killed, two soldiers wounded. Um, but uh, the soldiers keep on their asses, chasing them, scooping up supplies that they're leaving behind, kind of crippling them more for the winter. Uh, Sitting Bull and Gaul, that's uh, one of the other chiefs there, one of the yep. better known ones. Uh, they're going north towards Canada with the Hunk Papas and the Sanzarks and the Minikanjus. Um, oh, the the Sanarks and the Minikanjus surrender, not wanting to starve. Yeah. Miles gave them generous rations and gave them uh, time to come in on the res on their own time. Uh, many did not and went to Crazy Horse's camp. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, I was going to say, and it actually worked? No, no, never. No. Yeah, <laughs> no. So now, after all this, Crook is ready to fight. He's done hunting and fishing. Uh, Miles is kind of making him look bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, November, he launches his third try against Crazy Horse. This they call the Powder River Campaign. Mm-hmm. They go out of Fort Fetterman again with uh, 1,500 troops and 400 Indians, uh, mostly Pawnee and Shoshones, uh, but also had some reservation Lakotas and Cheyennes. And basically, uh, Arapahoes, Utes, Bannocks, and Nez Perces, so basically the whole Western tribes. <laughs> so Crook managed to get all these different tribes together over a sense of togetherness, even though it was, you know, for them fighting against their own people. Yeah. <laughs> so just I always like to think of the possibility of, you know, all these traditional enemies actually got together and fought the white man. Like they, uh, they yeah. could have probably won. Oh yeah, but but instead they all are like like in one time or another or in one uh, quantity or another joining with with Whitey. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yep. So yeah. this is possibly one of the larger forces to fight uh, Northern Plains Indians. Um, but without his Indian scouts, he would have never found Crazy Horse. Uh, Crooks got uh, Crooks scout got a Cheyenne to spill the beans on the Cheyenne camp at the base of the Bighorns. And Crazy Horse's camp on the Rosebud. But when Crook was ready to leave, scouts saw the trick Cheyenne uh, gapple wing towards Crazy Horse's camp. <laughs> so it's like, what? oh, yeah, his camp's on the, on the this way. And, and then he starts riding the other way. Okay. So they follow follow the, the scout there. Uh, no, he's not a scout. He's a... Or a turncoat turncoat but he said yeah. he wasn't a turncoat i don't get it okay so he told him the camps one way but he was trying to lead them away from the camp no he or- didn't know he was being followed yeah oh, he was like the camps him. that way and then he's like all right they're going that way cool perfect i'm gonna go the other way and yeah. fuck, fuck off and then they uh, saw uh, him and they chased him I'm, I'm not i'm not trying to disparage this guy but he doesn't seem to be very good at indianing <laughs> i thought that was kind of generally the thing is like the indians were better at knowing whether they were being followed and and following and doing all that cool guy wilderness shit. Well, there's always the guy that's bottom of his class. I suppose, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. He's the general custer of uh, turncoats. So Crook takes off south uh, to the Cheyenne camp at the south end of the Bighorns there. He sent uh, Randall McKenzie to do the job. Uh, they had 173 lodges, 1,200 people, or 300 warriors. Um the camp was at the end of a narrow valley on the Red Fork of the Powder River. Uh, this was home to the Cheyenne's most holiest of men, Dole Knife. Shut up. Shut your ugly old time ancient ass up. <laughs> if you say one more word to me, I'll help that lady take one of her titties and beat the shit out of you. Oh, 
He said Dolomite. I heard I heard Dolomite like through the <laughs> stupid Zoom. Was, the holiest of men, Rudy Ray Moore, is yeah. Dull knife. Okay. Yep. Dull knife. <laughs> And Dull Knife has the Sacred Medicine Arrows and Sacred Buffalo Hat. Yep. Um, though Dull Knife received word of the soldiers in the neighborhood, he, uh, so he and the other chiefs decide to move. But Thuggis, uh Last Bull, head of the, the police force there, the uh, Akasitas, uh, told anybody who would leave that they would be whipped. Um, <laughs> so yeah. they have a celebration and a victory dance that night. Uh, that night, Mackenzie finds their camp and plans to attack the next morning. Great. Uh, one thing yep. before we move too far ahead, uh, do you know that Dull, Dull Knife is like uh, what the Sioux called him? Because he is he's Cheyenne. Mm-hmm. So his his real name was Morningstar in his own language, but it's the Sioux that called him Dull, Dull Knife. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, shit, Just and that, yeah. that that stuck in the history books, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's great. Like if, if you know, if you called got called by like Stinky McGee or some shit in high school, and that became your <laughs> name for the rest of the time. Yeah, or Come shitty on, Ni- shitty Nick or yeah, any of that shitty Nick. Yeah, I guess it does happen. <laughs> so the cavalry charge in the morning, charged the pony herd and run them off. Uh, the Pawnee ran through the village just shooting indiscriminately. Uh, the celebration dance had just ended. They were dancing all night. The Cheyenne girls were all tied together to keep the men from making off with them during the dance. And they kind of what fell all fuck? over each other and were cut loose finally. Like, at first I imagined them, like, like just like 10, 10 people in a group with just a piece of wire all the way around the whole thing like a burrito like, kind of help me Popeye. yeah totally like, like yeah but then i was like yeah they probably just handcuffed them all together or whatever yeah yeah with yeah. handcuffs mm-hmm. yeah that was common well they had to they invented handcuffs <laughs> so that they could handcuff all the ladies together right so the cheyenne or uh get out of bed half naked um chief little wolf was hit six times but the cold air kept the blood from flowing so that's Good oh. thing. So it like keeps it, fighting. Instead of a scab, it just froze. Like it, fr- it got an ice plug in your fucking side. Yeah, Jesus, yeah, I basically. feel like I feel if it's like it's that cold, you have bigger problems than fucking bullets. For real, really, at that, <laughs> that fucking point. <laughs> My eyeballs oh. just froze. <laughs> Plus, you're half naked too. Yeah, but they what they should have done was got all the way naked because then the why do you just be offended, clutching his pearls? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. It's a p- p- a p- 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 naked heathen body a p- 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 offends me. A, p- 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 a penis. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the village falls in about 15 minutes. Uh, the sacred items made it out okay, but most everything else was left, including tons of winter food, which was burned. Oh, motherfuckers. Uh, the soldiers find I- uh, items to justify their shittiness. Uh, bag of Shoshone baby hands. What? <laughs> Uh, this what? is found on the Cheyenne camp. Bag of uh, Shoshone baby. How the fuck do they know they're Shoshone baby heads? I don't know. Is it like Swan? <laughs> Maybe Swanson they recognize the baby. <laughs> What's well, like Swanson frozen peas versus you know bird's eye? Like these are Shoshone baby hands. They're far better than the. <laughs> I Cheyenne only, baby I only eat. <laughs> I only eat Shoshone brand baby hands. <laughs> what the fuck is that barbecue? About? Uh, they find necklaces with dried fingers. You don't want a wet finger around your neck. In case you need to stir your coffee or something. Yeah, right. Uh, they find a 7th Calvary guide on, a little uh, flag uh, that deal yep. with Barbara there. 
and a bloodstained buckskin coat thought to be Tom Custer's, even though who oh. the fuck could tell you that? Or Wait, who's, who's Tom Custer? <laughs> yeah, oh, we, we haven't mentioned that yet. Uh, Custer had, like, his uh, brother was with him at Little Bighorn and, oh. his brother -in -law, and his brother in law. Were they the guys that ran the fucking zoo? The, I don't like, fucking know. The what mobile they did. zoo? I, I think they just ne nepotismed a lot. I don't think either of them really were that good at doing anything. Well, it's a good thing we got past all that. That's not happening anymore. Yeah. Well, then, like, okay, Will, like, when we go back to even Slim Buttes, didn't they find, like, also, like, shit for, I want to say they found, like, uh, uh, Kia's, uh, uh, gloves or some shit at Slim Buttes? Uh, I don't know. Probably. I, I think that was part of the thing is they found, like, Something from the Seventh Cavalry, like uh, maybe another one of their guidons for like a different troop, you know, like if one of them's A troop, C troop, or whatever. And then they supposedly found the guide or the the gauntlets from Captain Kia at Slim Butte. So now they're finding more guidons and buckskin coats in this camp, apparently. Yep. Along along with the Shoshone bags of Shoshone hands. <laughs> That's Shoshone, Shoshone baby hands. Shoshone baby hands, yeah, it's like, it, it just, to me, like, I, I know it's horrific, but it sounds like, um, you know, Shoshone brand baby carrots or baby, you know. Yeah. It, yeah, it's, it's like, really it's like Shoshone spinach. brand snacks. Yeah, yeah. Shoshone, your choice for quality snacks. You know, like. <laughs> Bet you they're organic. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. No hormones yeah. at all. So Mackenzie really doesn't go after him. He thought he'd let hunger and the weather finish him off. This is uh, getting into November here. Uh, so they leave the next morning. The Cheyenne losses, they only had 40 dead. But um, after this fight, Mackenzie actually uh, starts to go real nutso. Uh, mucho suicidal. Basically has a nervous breakdown. He said he botched the attack. Uh, Crook would distract Mackenzie with games of whist while trying to lift his mood. <laughs> Fuck. So just imagine your leader just <laughs> being I'm, suicidal. And, oh, my God, man. Yeah. Sounds great. Yep, but, Indian Wars, the Indian Wars were great for everyone. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. How the West was fucked. We'll be right back. Well, yep. Come on down to Custer's Last Hot Dog Stand, Miles City's number one place to eat. We have Polish dogs, Chicago dogs, chili dogs, and our world-famous Custer dogs. You know when Colonel Custer was killed, his genitals were cut off and put in his mouth? Kind of fucked, right? Well, let us pay tribute to that by giving you a phallic meat to put in your mouth. That's Custer's last hot dog stand. You'll relish the experience. Caution, hot dogs may contain trace amounts of penis. But the Cheyenne were miserable to say the least. Um... This is uh, late November. During the day, the soldiers were fighting in short sleeves. Now it's minus 30, as it's want to be in the plains. You know, yep. November, it can be anywhere between 70 and minus 70. 11 babies died that night. Three the next. 12 adults froze. Um, they had to make it to Crazy Horses Village uh, in the Black Hills. So they're a couple of hundred miles off. Right. Um, 
First day out, the Warriors ran off some Pawnee guards and got back 75 of their horses. They butchered some of them and stuffed the half-frozen babies into them, the like a, a, a like a tauntaun. Uh, yep. <laughs> the fuck? Or like wait to like turned... to try to warm them back up? Yep. Like if we thaw them out, they'll come back to life or something. Mm-hmm. Like Walt Disney's head. It is well known that Walt Disney's head was cryogenically frozen to eventually be implanted onto a robot body someday in the future. That day has arrived. Walt Disney's cryogenically frozen head is being moved to Japan, the world leader in robotics, to be incorporated to a robot, as per the dying man's wishes. Recent advances in artificial intelligence... Well, not the ones that are already dead. Oh. <laughs> oh, well, when you said frozen, I thought you meant, like... You know, I'm picturing, uh, like, frozen. Like, solid. Like, like solid. Like I think you said half-frozen, so they were still alive, oh. but they were on their way out, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I missed that part. I was just thinking, like, that's not going to work at all. <laughs> uh, since they left in the you know the morning, a lot of the uh, Cheyenne lacked moccasins, so they wrapped uh, you know green horse hide around their feet. What's green oh, horse so, hide? Untanned. So, oh, untanned. Okay. So <laughs> just straight off the horse, mm. like nature intended. <laughs> Squishy, squish, squish. Yep. Got to smell amazing too. Fresh leather. Yeah. So this is basically kind of dead center in Wyoming where they have to march from to uh, the Black Hills, you know, which are just right across the border, but at the very northeast tip of Wyoming, though. Yeah, it's, it's quite a trek. Like, is it, they're in the Bighorns, aren't they, right yep, now? At the yeah. very base of, of them. Oh, yeah. that I mean, those are a motherfucker even to drive through. Like, those are some steep-ass, you know, you come out of 10 sleep, like, going up that, it's like... You're going at a grade, you know, for about 30 miles, you know, and never slows down. I overheated the shit out of my truck doing that. So imagine doing that in the winter and you're like starving and there's no road. I'd rather not. Rather not no. even ma imagine it. <laughs> so uh, 11 days they walked in the cold to reach Crazy Horse. But Crazy Horse's uh, tribe, they were poor too, but they shared what they could. Um February 1877, they make a break again for Bighorn Country. Biles is following them the whole way. The Cheyenne battled and ran until February 1877 until they gave up. They agreed to go in. Uh, they wanted to surrender to Miles, but Crook gets involved because he didn't want Miles to get all the credit for chasing oh him around. Fucking God. So Crook offers uh, the Cheyenne better terms of surrender. He would let them keep their weapons and let them go back to the reservation that was within their old territory. So 300 surrendered to Miles and 1,000 to Crook. Wait, so so they're like, they're making, they're basically making bids for the natives? Let's make a deal. How badly are you going to be mistreated? <laughs> well, what can you do for me, Paleface? Uh, I'll throw in uh, four Xboxes and uh, 16 pounds of uh, buffalo jerky. Hmm. Okay, how about you, pale face? What can you give me? Uh, yeah. So, uh, Crook instantly uh, reneges on the deal. He takes their weapons. Instead no. of going back home, to, uh, he gave them the option of going to the reservation on the Missouri or to Indian Territory, which is Oklahoma still. They chose really, Indian Territory. Just say he's do, uh, usually doing the pretty hard sell on the Indian Territory. It's like he owns property down there or something. He wants people mm -hmm. to move there. 
Uh, they choose Indian territory because Crook promised to move them back if they didn't like it. <laughs> Later, Crook denies try, try it for 90 days. If you don't like it, yeah, we'll get you into something else. Something real nice. Yeah. So this is August 5th. Um, of course, the Cheyennes that we're talking about are the Northern Cheyennes, which are kind of grouped together with the Sioux there. Mm-hmm. Um, they had split off with the fellow Southern Cheyennes, but now they're kind of reunited on the Darlington Reservation in Indian Territory. But the Southern uh, Cheyennes are kind of pissy with them now. Uh-oh. Um, for one, they didn't have enough rations to share with them. Um, they split uh, 13 years ago. Their language kind of changed a little bit, and a lot of intermarriage with Lakota. So uh, when they get down they? there, a, a Southern Cheyenne asked, what are you Sioux doing down here? So that's nice. Fuck. Have your own people turn against you. Why well, it's not like they had any choice, you know, like, oh, shit, we'll leave. No, you can't, you know. Well, they'll try, as you can see. Yeah, yeah. Up here. But. Uh, malaria sweeps well, through the, the reservation. So did measles. Uh, 50 kids die that winter. Then uh, during the summer, you get mosquitoes, heat, and basically homesickness. Yeah. Oh, Oklahoma's a fucking miserable place in the summertime. I'll, you know, it's, I mean, it's like, okay, but holy shit, they got a lot of bugs. A lot of bugs. Uh, Mackenzie so, yeah. returns to the Indian Territory as district commander. He sees the appalling situation. He tells the commanding officer at the reservation there to turn a blind eye if the Indians go off to hunt. But there's no buffalo left anyhow. Um, so... This is when the Cheyenne decide they'd rather die in their homeland rather than Oklahoma. Yep. Um, September 9th, 1878, Chiefs Little Wolf, Dull Knife, and Wild Hog. Now all I hear is Fat. Dolomite every time you say it. Yep. Dolomite. Well, Wild Hog is a good name, too. Okay. Yeah. Did you, ever, did you ever see that movie? The, with the old people on rotor, motors, like yeah. William Wild, H. Macy. Wild Hogs, yeah. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. It's instant classic. <laughs> That's why I didn't watch it. So they leave with 350 people. Uh, Little Wolf didn't want to kill Whitey, but this was kind of unrealistic. Uh, the wilder young men killed settlers along the way in the process of stealing cattle and getting food uh, and horses. Uh, Little Wolf wanted to go back to the Powder River country. Dull Knife wanted to go to the Red Cloud Agency, where he hoped they would let them live in peace. Uh, he didn't know that that reservation move was moved uh, across the border to Pine Ridge in South Dakota there. So those two guys part company in uh, Sandhill Country in Nebraska there. Uh, Little Wolf hunkers down there for the winter, and Dull Knife goes towards the Red Cloud Agency. Yeah, because while Red Cloud Agency remained in, in uh, Nebraska, it's like it was separate from Pine Ridge. Yeah. Yeah. But they moved all the people to Pine Ridge that, yeah. that winter then, I guess. Uh, Dull Knife leads 149 to Fort Robinson, where the army in, intercepts him there. Uh, he's held prisoner there. First, it was kind of a good situation. He could walk around the grounds. But once Sheridan uh, decides that they have to be punished, or otherwise others will bolt from the reservation. And because so, he's Sheridan and he just is way into punishment. Yep. Uh, the people of Kansas, who were mur- uh, some of them that were murdered, they wanted them hanged. 
Sheridan would send them to Leavenworth. Uh, that's what he wanted. The Northern Cheyenne begged to stay there, but Crook uh, took to the starve and or freeze position. So they basically take their food and wood. Uh, they still wouldn't agree to go to Leavenworth. They locked the door to the building and stopped giving them water. What the fuck? Then they took Chief Wildhog as hostage, but this was forced the Cheyenne to think their only chance was to escape. Uh, the Cheyenne yelled out the window, we'll eat your children, then our wives are, sorry, we'll eat our children, then our wives, we're not giving up. Wow, that's, <laughs> that's ballsy. Yep. So well, they really don't have l nothing to lose. Yeah, it's almost like negative reinforcement doesn't fucking work. Oh, shocking. <laughs> Uh, January 9th, they prepared to break out. They covered windows with blankets. They tear out the floor where they had stashed 12 rifles and five pistols. Because of course they did, because anytime there's fucking jail in the Old West, there's an axe, a ladder, an assortment of rifles, some fucking fire building materials, and some rope, and a saw. But, but no water or food. But no water or food, yeah. What mm -hmm. the fuck? Every fucking time, man. Uh, they also did something else clever. They kind of put parts of the rifle in plain view as jewelry uh, on themselves. So they kind of reassembled their rifles out of jewelry that they have. So you've got like a whole buttstock like hanging off your ear? Or... <laughs> something huh. like that. Uh, they just had a few rounds of ammo, though. Uh, warriors painted their faces, so they're ready to go. They had 44 so warriors. They have face paint, but they don't have food. Or water. Priorities. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's 125 people total. Outside, the temp is a balmy uh, zero degrees and a half a foot of snow. So it's it's pretty nice there. Yeah. Uh, prom, these prom guys season. are, yep, they're half-starved mad with thirst. Uh, they smash the barrack windows and shoot a few guards, and then they escape. Good. <laughs> There they head towards the bright White River. Uh, some stop to drink, and while you're stopping to drink after being withheld water for a week or whatever it was, they you were shot. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I was going to say, also, you got to be careful because you're going to cramp up like a motherfucker. you just been, like, running and killing and uh, dehydrated as shit, and then you're going to go drink some zero-degree water, you know, or some really cold-ass water. <laughs> Gotta watch out for them cramps, but I suppose cramps are kind of afterthought because, like you just said, they all got shot. So. Yeah, see, the, bull the bullet does a little more damage yeah. than cramps. Yeah. Uh, so the rear guard of five were killed then. They told the Cheyenne to surrender. Uh, the Cheyenne refused again. And the soldiers opened fire again. They killed 26 and wound 30 more. It took 12 more days for six mounted companies to find the 32 remaining. They were too weak to go, uh, but they did build some breastworks, and they kind of hunkered down and prepared to die. So there's 32 uh, starving people out in the zero degrees. Now they're surrounded by 151 soldiers, and they're shooting at them point blank. Uh, one young girl stood up and raised her gun as a form of surrender. Her mother grabbed her down and slit her throat, uh, then stabbed herself. Some shit was gonna and happen. then shooting resumes. Motherfucker. Yep. This is a yeah. Another one of them. Feel good hit of the summer. Yeah, yeah. 
what I'm sure those soldiers were real proud to, you know, like, like, yeah, just shooting starving frozen people from three feet away. I think it's mm -hmm. called bravery. Yeah. Well, it's shocking how many people, like, uh, we'll get when we get to Wounded Knee, like, how many guys uh, won the Medal of Honor at fucking Wounded Knee. Mm. Shocking yeah. amounts. Uh, three warriors leap out at that moment, and they were shot. Then it all goes quiet. Uh, 23 bodies were taken out. Three Cheyenne die the next day, so basically you have six survivors there. Dunlife and his wife had vanished before this. Uh, the soldiers assumed that he died in, in the run. Uh, but for 10 days, they hid in a cave, and a friendly white rancher who had a Lakota wife took him in. Oh, cool. Uh, they go to the Pine Ridge Reservation where they were fed, and uh, they kind of hid him away there. Little Wolf made out a little bit better. They spent all day in the sand hills in Nebraska there undetected. Uh, late February, ten, uh, Terry sends Lieutenant Philo Clark to the camp, and he gets the Cheyenne to come in without killing them. Um, they were out for eight months and journeyed about 1,200 miles <laughs> back and forth. So based on Clark's and Terry's recommendation, Little Wolf's band got to stay at Fort Keogh, uh, Mile City there. Fuck yeah. you, Mile City. Fuck you, Mile City. <laughs> Also Nelson Miles. <laughs> yep. Uh, so grateful, Little Wolf even joined Clark's scouting party um, as a sergeant. Uh, Little Wolf profited from the outrage from public for Dalton Knife's treatment. Uh, Kansas drops all the charges that he, they wanted him hung. Uh, Dalton Knife okay. survivors were allowed to rejoin Little Wolf at Pine Ridge. So there was actual public outrage from the whites of what happened with the Dalton Knife? Yep. Okay. Oh, wow. Shocking. Um, yep. Uh, Captain Wessel, he was the man who locked them in and starved them. Suffered no actions against him, of course. Because, of uh, course. Yeah. But the Congress uh, did investigate. Uh, Wessels went on to serve in the Spanish-American War and retired a brigadier general. Motherfucker. <laughs> and Jesus. he's one of those admitted being on the side of Indians later in life. But... A lot of these guys do, so... Yeah, yeah. too, too, too fucking little, late, too bro. late. Yeah. Yep. So now, it's only Sitting Bull and Crazy Horse left out roaming around. Crazy Low Prices! Prices! For horses! At Crazy Horses, Crazy Horse Emporium! We got Quarter Horses! We got Draft Horses! We got Palominos! We got stallions! We got mustangs! We even have stud horses. So come on down to Crazy Horses, Crazy Horse Emporium today! Located off of I-94 in the rock that looks like a buffalo. And we're back! Ah, Rainier beer. Ah, cold ass coffee. Mm, water and salami. Mm. Uh, do you, did we did we explain what greasy grass was in the last one? I can't remember. Yeah, it's um, this uh, Lakota word for the little bighorn. Oh right, okay. I don't know why. see. I don't know why the grass was greasy. Probably from I don't know. All the, maybe all the kill, blood. I was gonna say all the, the 
All the human fat and blood that's got I, th I think it was called Greasy Grass before the the battle, though. I think. Yeah. Huh. Maybe that's like they like buffalo are kind of fatty. Maybe they killed a lot of buffalo and all the humps are all sliding around on the grass. Oh, just sit on one and ride it down a hill. Yeah. <laughs> Some good good a ASMR noises, you know. Just oh, the best <laughs> ASMR noises. Yeah, yeah. So it's Sitting Bull and Crazy Horse that are left out roaming. Uh, Miles kept harassing Sitting Bull the whole winter of 1876. Like calling uh, him late at night and <laughs> like br just breathing yep. into the phone. You up, baby? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, that country, uh, northeast uh, Montana, as you can attest, is still kind of a literal blank spot on the map. Oh, yeah. I love it up there. Definitely just... was at the time. Well, yeah, it hadn't changed much. <laughs> And it's, yeah, it's hellish country up there, but it's really neat. Yep, there's not even a fence to stare at when you're driving around Highway 2. Some of it, yeah. And I mean, I mean, I know there's like deer and antelope and shit out there, but man, it's got to be pretty pretty rough living up there with, you know, off a of horseback. Mm -hmm. but, uh, oh, Miles knew that he was somewhere near Fort Peck on the Missouri. Named so after the bad leaves... guy from Ghostbusters? Like yep. Walter Peck? Walter, Walter Peck. I'm Walter Peck. I represent the Environmental Protection Agency, the third district. This is true, Your Honor. This man has no dick. <laughs> <laughs> so he leaves Tongue River Cantonment November 5th, 1876, during a blizzard. Which is but, always the best uh, time to leave. Yep. But he was actually prepared for the cold. Uh, his men were wearing buffalo coats, and they took a wrong extra socks. Yep. I think that's when they started getting the, the, the dapper-looking muskrat hats, too. I can actually find pictures of the, like they got when they got the improved winter gear. It looks warm, but they look like they're fucking from Outer Mongolia, circa like. <laughs> That's what I was imagining. Fifteen. Yeah. Uh, they reached Fort Peck in about two weeks. Uh, by that time, Sitting Bull was gone, and nobody knew where. Uh, Miles combs the country for another two weeks, and then goes back to Miles City. Fuck you, Miles City. <laughs> and also Nelson Miles. <laughs> But he leaves uh, Captain Frank Baldwin in a small detachment at Fort Peck. Uh, December 7th, Sitting Bull actually does show up there to buy some ammo for Crazy Horse. That's just kind of a weird thing. <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't Sitting Bull himself. I'm sure he just sent some uh, Indians in. I was saying, like, they, like, sitting, or like Crazy Horse was getting carded or something. So, you know, it's like having a grown-up buy your beer. <laughs> Yep. Hey man, I can't I can't sell this to you unless you're over 18. You gotta I gotta see your driver's license, man. Hey man, can you, can you buy me some ammo? This guy's being a real dick. Won't take my ID. <laughs> uh, so Sitting Bull takes off. There was kind of a brief shootout there. But both groups are moving slow because of the bitter ass cold. Uh, the buffalo coats were not even enough for Miles' guys. They were sick and frostbit. Uh, after falling off his horse, a numb Baldwin ordered bayonets fixed to poke the people who fell off and to keep them awake. Holy shit. Didn't that happen in the last one? Yep. <laughs> Apparently that became kind of like standard practice. That's it, like... It's in the... What's the military handbook? The blue book or whatever? Blue book? Oh, that's I can't like, remember what it's called. That's, the, how, that's how you get yeah, that's how fucking you, used car prices. Yeah. <laughs> blue book. <laughs> so December 18th, they, the soldiers do find Sitting Bull's village again. Uh, the soldiers were slow enough for people to pack up and form a rear guard, uh, but the hunk papas had to leave a lot of their lodges and some of their ponies. So Baldwin just shoots all the horses and goes back to the Tongue River. 
Because of course uh, they did. Psycho. I can't believe there were any goddamn horses or mules left, like, at the end of the 1800s. It was like, they shoot as many of them as they did the fucking buffalo. Yeah, they yep. feel like they at least the mules should have been extinct by now. Yeah, especially since they can't reproduce on their own. But uh, this kind of cost Sitting Bull some some of his power over the non-hugged papas. Most of them kind of go their own way, but Sitting Bull goes go crazy horses after the way. So this December is exactly 10 years anniversary for the Fort Fetterman Massacre, or Fetterman Massacre at Fort Phil Kearney, sorry. Yep. So things are a little different for uh, for the Sioux at this point. Yeah, a little bit. Yep. Uh, Miles leaves the Tongue River Cantonment again December 29th, even though it was 30 below this time, and his men were still tired from the Fort Peck march. Uh, Crazy Horse wanted to fight him this time. So he sent some decoys up the Tongue River and laid in ambush for miles. I'm just imagining like but, cardboard cutouts of Native Americans, like a mm, you know like a duck decoy, like, like fucking blazing saddles when they <laughs> set up the whole fake town. Yeah, totally. And they have all the painted like people. <laughs> but of course, like everything else, the uh, the young guys charge before everybody is ready. And that kind of, and a snowstorm kind of stops them. Um, at daybreak, uh, Crazy Horse tries again, uh, charging the soldiers. Um, but most of the, the fighters were Oglala. The mini Kanjus and Sanzarks kind of held back. That kind of showed that Crazy Horse's influence was kind of waning there. He had, did have 400 warriors with him, but his charges were kind of unsuccessful. Uh, between charges, though, Lakota warmed themselves by fires and kind of stamped their feet. So just kind of imagine that. Sounds like my childhood when I'd be working out with my dad in the winter on a tractor or something. You'd kind of have like the wood burning stove going and your toes start going numb. So you just, that's literally what my dad would have me do is you stand there and like kind of march in place to like warm up. Mm -hmm. Doesn't fucking work. And it starts snowing like a bitch again. Of course, one of the medicine men has to walk back and forth, believing that he's immune to bullets. Till one finds him. <laughs> uh, Miles charges this time. Now the Lakota are almost out of ammo, so they run. But the soldiers don't follow because they're stopped by the snow. And this is the Battle of Wolf Mountain. Oh. Which I... is pretty close to Andy's, actually. Yeah. Uh, that's three Lakota killed, including the medicine man, and five soldiers killed. So it's comparatively light casualties compared to what we've been talking about before. Yep. Oh, sweet tits. I just found, uh, what is this? Uh, um, McFeeder's Antique Militaria. And they had for sale, I don't know if it, it seems like it might be an auction site more than anything because it doesn't have a listed price. But you could actually buy, like, an original, one of those buffalo coats and the muskrat hat and the muskrat gloves. Whoa. Like, it's... Wasn't that a song, mus Muskrat Gloves? Looks like muskrat gloves. Yeah, muskrat gloves. <laughs> yeah. This, these clothing items look like they have an odor. For real. <laughs> like, wonder if they have them at Walmart. Well, yeah, but it's just made out of, like, I don't know, hairy dogs from China or something. <laughs> and they tell you it's buffalo. Uh, the main uh, deal with the Battle of Wolf Mountain is uh, Crazy Horse was starting to lose respect with his warriors and respect from the army as a military genius, too. Uh, Miles does go back to the Tongue River and Crazy Horse towards the Bighorns. 
Uh, this is where Sinning Bull and Crazy Horse meet up January 15th, 1877. Um, both sides are looking pretty kind of pitiful with their shit getting stolen and burned and all that. Yeah. Um, the Cheyenne are ready to quit and go their own way, whatever's left of them. Only uh, the Oglala wanted to fight. Uh, Crazy Horse had used the Indian police to hold everyone together. Um, some mini Kanjus tried to leave, and he had their pony shot. <laughs> Fuck. But he couldn't do that to Sitting Bull, because he had more power than he did. Um, so they decided to go all the way to Canada on the Holy Trail. Um, they found the soldiers couldn't cross that magical line. Oh, uh, yeah. So, yep. Which is the border. Mm-hmm. Wait, the border to Canada? Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure they understood how the border works, but... Yeah. You know... Yeah, we gotta romanticize it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, Sitting Bull decided to go uh, camp around Fort Peck until he saw how the hunk papas fared up in Canada. There, um, basically, his people made up their own minds by that time. Um, a few months earlier, Sitting Bull was in charge of thousands. Now he had about ten lodges under his control. So, that's not so much. with Sitting Bull leaving. Also, the mini Kanjus and San Arks follow him. Some going to Canada, some to the reservation. Uh, even Crazy Horse's police decided to follow the chiefs who wanted to turn themselves in. Uh, March 5th, Crazy Horse and his wife just simply walk away into the wilderness. <laughs> so he's lost all his people, too. Yeah. Uh, Crazy Horse went for a vision quest. None came. Uh, during his absence, all agreed to turn themselves in. Uh, Chief Spotted Tail had ranged the turnover. That was Crazy Horse's uncle. Uh, Crook sent uh, Red Cloud to... Uh, oh, yeah. Actually, Crazy Horse's uncle is Red Cloud. Yeah. Yeah. I had that printed wrong. Also, going on a vision yeah. quest, is it the same as the last time where you got to cut chunks out of your arm and... Not necessarily. Sometimes oh. it's just sometimes it's just fasting and stuff like that. Um, and I'm, I'm thinking... Vision quest light? Yeah. When I'm thinking if you're already half-starved and stuff, it's easier to, you know... It's easier to fast when you don't have food and shit. Don't go anywhere. How the West was fucked will be right back. Beef stroganoff, beef bourguignon, Irish beef stew, beef brisket, Chateaubriand, sauerbraten, roast beef, Catalonian beef ragu, Mongolian beef, chicken fried steak, steak Diane, grilled steaks balsamico, Hamburgers, sizzling beef, spicy braised beef, barbecued beef ribs, beef wellington, pepper beef, beef jerky, beef with broccoli, burritos, beef fajitas, beef tacos. Do you see where I'm going with this? So Crazy Horse makes up his mind to turn himself in. This is kind of the end of the Sioux War, so to speak, with yeah. uh, with Sitting Bull going to Canada too. Yeah. <clears throat> so Crook gets all the headlines, 
But Army Brass knew it was Miles that did all the work. Fuck you, Miles City. It also goes in Miles. <laughs> so to the reservation, the uh, the Sioux went, but not to the ones they wanted, obviously. Yeah. They had to go to the ones along the Missouri, which were all hunted out. Uh, Crook expected Crazy Horse to help in the Nez Perce fight. At first, he refused, found it sickening to kill his own people. But then he changed his mind and agreed. Uh, August 1st, he met with Lieutenant Clark. Uh, Crazy Horse said, The same men who had desired me to stop killing wants me to kill again. Nevertheless, I will go north and camp beside soldiers and fight until all the Nez Perce are killed. And what did they translate that as, Bo? What? Translate the... Oh, he's going to kill soldiers. Yep. Or he's going to kill all, all the soldiers till they're dead. Yeah. He's actually talking about he's going to go with the soldiers and kill Nez Perce. Fight beside them. But but they it mistranslated as, I'm going to go kill all the soldiers until oh, they're dead. Oh, fuck. And the guy who mistranslated well, was Frank Gruvard. Yeah. Because... And he had a beef with Crazy Horse years earlier. Oh, so he, yeah. he mistranslated like said, on purpose? Maybe. Probably. Well, also, Frank Gruyard isn't Native American. He's half Tahitian and half, like, French, isn't he? Don't know. Yeah, I think so. we got to do a whole episode on him because he's an interesting cat. And he's at all these things. Yeah, he was born in, like, Tah- around Tahiti. In the, well, let's see, the Society Islands, wherever the fuck that is. Say Society Islands? Society Islands. You ever seen that movie Society from like 1988 or 87? It's no. It's straight up like the, one of the most fucking crazy body horror movies I think I've ever seen. Oh, it's mm. fucked up. Like it. It okay. kind of. It kind of made me uncomfortable. Okay. Yeah. That's. I don't feel like I'm gonna rush out and watch that. No. Uh, <laughs> oh. Okay. The Society Islands are basically archipelago that uh, contains shit like Tahiti. And like Bora Bora, like basically all the places that fucking Bugs Bunny threatens to send you to. <laughs> like, wait, so that that whole that whole group of islands is called Society Islands? Yeah, from my three seconds of research here, that's what I'm getting out of it. Yeah, part of French Polynesia. Okay. So, but yeah, Groward's from there. He's not, I, like when you see pictures of him, I always thought it looked like he might be like part like native or something because he looks not like completely white. But as it turns out, it's he's more like you know, Tahitian than that. So the chances are, hit, you know, his Lakota probably wasn't as strong as uh, as it could have been either, even yeah. though he'd been scouting and shit for a while, but, yeah. So he might have done it on purpose, or he just might have fucked up because he didn't do enough babblefish or whatever. The babelfish is small, <laughs> yellow, leech-like, and probably the oddest thing in the universe. Either way, uh, Lieutenant Clark was pissed off. Uh, the other translator tried to calm him down and explain the mistranslation. Uh, Crazy Horse was confused and got pissed off and walked out. Then Clark told Sheridan that Crazy Horse was behaving very badly and asked for reinforcements. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's being Sheridan naughty. asked Crook to go there and defuse the situation. So Crook arrives at Fort Robinson September 2nd, called a meeting with Crazy Horse the next day. But on his way there, he was interrupted by Red Cloud's nephew. He told Crook that Crazy Horse aimed to kill him, so he canceled. Oh, man. He didn't want to be canbied. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, the army had been trying to drive a wedge between Crazy Horse and his father-in-law, Red Cloud, and it worked. Fucking drums, man. Son of a bitch. Yep. Red Cloud wanted Crazy Horse killed outright. Uh, Crook didn't, though. He ordered Red Cloud's men to arrest Crazy Horse the next night. Uh, Colonel Bradley wanted to halt this. Thought it was kind of vigilante justice. Uh, thought a man of his stature to be arrested in broad daylight was kind of bad. Yeah. Uh, but Bradley ordered eight companies to go along and rest Crazy Horse in the morning of September 4th. That's nearly a thousand soldiers and for warriors kind of show up for to one bring guy. one dude in. Yeah. So Crazy Horse gets tipped off of this and runs to his uncle's uh, Spotted Tails camp. His uncle told him to beat it. He didn't want any trouble. So he uh, moonwalked away. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Major Burke and Lieutenant Lee took him in for a talk. They convinced him to go back to Fort Robinson and plead his case. Next morning, he goes back with Lee. Uh, Lee didn't like what he saw at Fort Robinson. A bunch of Indians putting on war paint and soldiers armed. Oh. But Bradley's uh, assistant told Lee to turn him over. Crazy Horse over to the officer of the day, which uh, was Captain James Ken- Kennington. Yep. Lee went to talk to Bradley, but it was too late to talk it out. Sheridan ordered him arrested. Then Bradley was to take him to Chicago to headquarters, then off to prison to the Dry Tortugas off of the coast of Florida, which is now a national park. Crazy Horse was supposed to go there? Supposed to. They were supposed to. Who else was supposed to go there? That was Geronimo, I think. Yeah, Geronimo, they sent him to Florida for a while. That's right. It was Florida or death, right? What a fucking trip would have that been if you've been Crazy Horse your entire life and you just kind of only know, like, you know, the Rockies and the Northern Plains and suddenly you're in fucking... Like the Florida, Florida. Oh, God damn. <laughs> oh, that'd be some crazy ass shit. But don't worry. He didn't have to go through all that anyway, because. Yep. Uh, they didn't tell Crazy Horse that he was going to the guardhouse when Kennington and his, uh, Crazy Horse's friend, Little Big Man. Yeah. They took him by the hand, followed by two soldiers. The party veered to the guardhouse. Crazy Horse recoiled and said, I won't go there, and that's where they keep prisoners. Yep. <laughs> so it kind of happened real quick. Uh, Crazy Horse breaks free. The guards falling against the wall. Little Big Man grabbed his wrist. Crazy Horse drew a knife and slashed his friend's arm. When Crazy Horse broke free, Kennington yelled, Stab this some bitch!" And the private uh, guard stabbed him in the back, in the kidneys, in the lung. And stabbed him a second time, too. With the bayonet. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Uh, the post-doctor, Valentine McGillicuddy. <laughs> Who actually, Valentine McGillicuddy, there's a picture of him at Slim Buttes. And he's also, he uh, he tried to uh, save uh, uh, American Horse, too, when he had his guts hanging out. But, of course, oh. you know, they were starving and living in a dirt hut, so, you know, his medical talents were... Probably let's let's be fair. It's the eighteen hundreds. He's a barber. It probably probably wasn't going to work anyway. Yeah, no shit. But uh, yeah, Doctor McGillicuddy sounds like uh like an alias that Fletch would go by that he would make up. Elmer a- Gantry, Elmer Fudd Gantry, Billy Jean King, Bug Buzzers. Name's Liddy, Gordon Liddy. Peter Lemon Jello. I'm uh, Don Corleone. Fred, the Dorf Dorfman. Henry Himmler. Victor Hugo. Marvin, Delma, and Provo. Mr. Barber. No, that's Babar. Fletch, F. Fletch. Well, Doctor Mc, McGillicuddy is literally like kind of a shitty schnapps. Is it really? Drank heavily. Oh yeah, uh, they comes in uh, cherry, 
uh, I think like some kind of mint, and I want to say like licorice or some shit. We uh, the Esquire they have it on. They, at least they used to have it on tap. Oh my god, like, schnapps by, by on tap. Machine. Yeah. Uh, in a chill, in, like you oh, know, like, like those the like machines. the Jaeger machines. Yeah, gotcha. They'd have their they'd have the Jaeger machine, and then they had the uh, uh, Dr. McGillicuddy. I bet they don't anymore. I don't know that. I think it was kind of a fad because you're basically drinking like it's like cough syrup. Yeah, it's, it's, tasty, it's like when it's when uh, when Fireball first came out, it was like yeah. hot shit for a couple for, years. You know who it appalled me by telling me that she's into that shit? Who's that? My seventy some odd year old mother. Whoa, she's into she fireball. Likes fire- she likes <laughs> some kind of cocktail made out of fireball. And I, what are you like, sorority girl? Like, what the fuck, mom? Like, she's like, oh, it's good if you like. So, okay, whatever floats your boat. But that was kind of it, weird. It's good if you like dump it down the drain and then open up a bottle of vodka. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Doctor McGillicuddy, Doctor Valentine McGillicuddy. Yep. Uh, crazy horses foaming at the mouth. Uh, both sides draw weapons, crazy horses followers and red clouds, but no one wanted to shoot. Uh, crazy horse lingered in agony until 1140 that night. Wait, what time he did he get stabbed? In the morning. God damn. <laughs> this is the shit, the Wild West, man, where it's just like, he was shot in the head and died 12 days later. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Also, like, if anything's going to be awful, let's make it as awful as it can possibly be. Fucking A, man. Ugh. Like a beaver was <clears throat> gnawing on his leg the whole time he was dying from <laughs> 9 a.m. until 11 p.m. Uh, Crazy Horse tells the interpreter, Louis Bordeaux, of course, who knows if it's true or not, I don't know why they stabbed me. I don't blame the white men. I blame the Indians. Sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I bet. <laughs> Uh, Crazy Horse's father blamed the jealousy of Spotted Tail and Red Cloud, though. I was going to say, this is like the real real war chiefs of 1877. It's like the desperate or real housewives of Jersey, you know. Fuck. Crazy Horse is such a liar. Fucking Spotted Tail told me that he was in the tent with Red Cloud and, you know, it's that kind of shit. So that's the end of Crazy Horse. Yeah. October 1877, the government sends Terry to Canada to talk to Sitting Bull. The council was brief. Sitting Bull told him to go home, and Terry said, okay. (laughs) (laughs) The truth was the U.S. didn't really want Sitting Bull, but neither did Canada at the time. By spring 1878, there were 5,000 Lakota there, but soon the buffalo dried up, and they had to drift back into Montana. Mm, Buffalo jerky. Mm-hmm. Stuff's really good when it's dry. Uh, yep. Uh, of course, war parties then have to raid settlements in order to get by. Uh, July 1879, General Miles clashed again with a band in Montana that included Sitting Bull. After this, uh, Canada kind of, their policy hardened, and they got the U.S. to come get them again. Well, yeah, but, they had initially warned them. as like, yeah, you can stay here in Canada, just you're not allowed to attack the United States from Canada. Because, you know, that's a big-ass international incident at that point. But they were told that. Yep. But when you're starving, you don't give a fuck. Well, since you're starving and homesick, you're ready to to go home. Yeah. Even if it is on a reservation. Uh, Sitting Bull tried to stop the defectors, but it didn't work. Now the, only the old and infirmed remain. They had to subsist on fish. 
small game and handouts. Oh, God. Mm. Awful. Uh, local tribes are kind of circling them like vultures, too. On July 20th, Sidney uh, Bull turns himself in. Uh, an army officer said, only nakedness and starvation has made this dude turn himself in. And that's that been five dude? years. Well, I think I probably <laughs> added that. <laughs> that's uh, five years on the run. Yeah. Well, um, and like, so when he sur- you're talking about when he surrendered at uh, what Fort Buford, right? Uh, talking about that, that I don't have. No, no, go ahead. Well, it's at Fort Buford, but, you know, it's noted that, you know, he said when he handed over his Winchester, he's like, I wish it to be remembered that I was the last man of my tribe to surrender my rifle. And apparently he didn't want to get, I think they do that in uh, Barry Meyer Hunter Wounded Knee, where instead of him handing his rifle to the guy, he had his son do it. So he didn't have to hand his rifle to a white guy. He handed it to his son who then handled it to the white guy. And then said, like, you know, I want to be known I'm the last guy to give up my weapons. Apparently. You don't have that? Nope. I have that he wrote a song called A Warrior I Have Been. Now it's all over a hard time I have. Which is a pretty emo song. I was going to say he got into blues blues writing. (laughs) I wrote it on it. It's called a seven-string guitar. Yeah. It's going to be real big someday. Uh, Sidney Bull was told that he'd be taken to Standy Rock and treated like any other Indian. Uh, of course, when the steamboat goes down the Missouri, he goes right past Standy Rock and taken to Fort Randall and held prisoner there. Motherfuckers. Honky lied again, but he did does end up at Standy Rock and does die there, right? I just imagine uh, like the... Yeah, eventually. I imagine like the newspaper yeah. headline, the spinning newspaper. Honky lies yeah. again. <laughs> so that's the thing is, yeah, he, uh, when he got, I don't know, I don't think we need to talk about his death today, because I'd rather save that for when we just talk full on about him, maybe, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of shit that happens between the time he, like, turns himself in at the res, and and his death, like, he goes out, you know, and hangs out with Buffalo Bill on the Wild West show for a while, and he meets Annie Oakley, and, you oh, know, damn. he was, he was kind of, like, trotted out by Whitey to, like, show him off. A little bit. So he did some, like, traveling and stuff. And, like, you know, uh, posing for photo ops and shit like that. Um, so, so, yeah. He, so, like, yeah, he, he went in in, what, uh, so 1881. So, yeah, like, they lasted, like Will said, it was a long time between him and uh, Crazy Horse uh, died in 1877. And he yep. didn't even turn himself in until 1881. Okay. And then uh, I think he got killed, what, 1890. So he had a lot of living left to do. It just was all stuck on the res. But it was the end of his, like, fighting career, I guess. Dude, we should, we so should I, do a whole a whole episode on him. I, we we have to. Yeah. We have to at some point. Um, and so yeah, I, I got a save, book coming in the mail, so. And I kind of want to save his death uh, for that. Just well, we can kind of leave it on, you know, he's the last of the uh, – the great Lakota war chiefs. And he wasn't even a war chief as much as he was a, uh, a medicine man kind of chief or whatever you want to call it. Like, um, I mean, he was a warrior in his younger days and stuff, but like during little bighorn and shit, he wasn't actually a fighter in that. That was crazy horse and rain in his face and gall and those dudes. Uh, but you know, he was the last great Lakota leader to basically turn himself in. And we can kind of leave it at that. And then we'll talk about, when we do his life story episode, we'll talk more about his actual 
death in later years and stuff. How's that sound? Yay. 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 So, uh... That's all I have. Fuck, so I didn't realize... Because uh, the battle that shall not be named, uh, I didn't realize there was, like, a lot of build-up to it. I mean, I assume, you know, it makes sense there would be. I didn't realize there was a bunch of horse shit after it, too, though. Oh, yeah. Kind of crazy. Well, I mean, it's one of those things. It was the biggest military victory ever, uh, ever to happen, uh, uh, you know, uh, for the Native Americans versus the Army. Yeah. But it's also the single event that absolutely hammer-fucked them right. for the, to, to the end of time. Because after that shit, it galvanized everybody just to screw them over. Right. And hunt them down relentlessly. I, I think the most interesting thing for me is, like, the Black Hills, which, you know, I grew up near. We'd go there vacation all the time. That it was such, like, uh, just a hot commodity, once they, especially once they found gold in it and stuff. And, and, like, now you think of the Black Hills and you just think of, like, oh, Sturgis and, like, Deadwood. And, like, it's, like, kind of all tourist trappy. Yeah. But it's tourist trappy because of all the shit that happened there in the 1800s. Right. You know, and how, how fought over it was and how contested. And, you know, clearly the natives got screwed out of it. And once again, I always want to reiterate, like, yeah, the Lakota got it taken away by the government, but they themselves had taken it away from, like, the, the, uh, the I think the North Cheyenne and the Pawnee and a bunch of these other tribes before that. So it's not like... Um, it's not like that shit didn't happen, like, inter-tribe. Like, like, like I said, they took over, like, the crow hunting lands and shit, too. Yeah. Um, so, a lot of people always have the idea. It's it's just the Indians didn't understand when people are taking your land or when you get forced, you know, like, conquering kind of shit. Yeah. Oh, they understood. It's just they'd never seen it at the scale, which, which the United States government was, was willing to do it. And with the kind of genocide and shit that they would do, um, you know... They just, yeah. And and just the fact that every fucking treaty that was ever written just didn't Was get, shit on, yeah. Was shit on every time. Yeah. You know, but. Woof. So which which tribe, um, which tribe actually built Waldrug? Uh, the Honky <laughs> Tribe. <laughs> uh, fucking Waldrug, man. What a, that place is a trip. Yeah. I had never, I had never been to that piece of shit until, uh, probably the, I think it was the year before the eclipse last time. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'd been to South Dakota like hundreds of times, but never, uh, never went to Wall Drug. And then when, I, then when I saw it, I was not impressed. I was weirded <laughs> out. And uh, it's like a, it's like a Spencer's gifts from like you know fucking late eighteen hundreds or whatever. Well, that and it's in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah, like, it's the only like thing the, that there is wherever it it's is. It's not. It's not even in the fucking Black Hills. It's just north of Badlands National Park. Yeah. But like. It's in fucking nowhere. Yep. Like, whereas, you know, the Black Hills, that's why we always went there as a tourist trap, because we didn't have a lot of money for vacation. That was like our Disneyland. Yeah. So you go to, like, Mount Rushmore, and you go to Bear Country USA and Reptile Gardens and all this shit they have set up down there. You know, but fucking Wall Drugs, like, 100 Flintstone Village. miles out there. You only have Flintstone Town, like, like highly unauthorized Flintstone Wait, Town. Wait, there's a Flintstone Town? Yeah, it's really fucked up. Uh, I, let's see if that still exists. Yeah, Roadside America dot com. Yeah, Flintstone, Flintstone, Bedrock City, and I don't know. Are they? That is it, it is actually authorized by Hanna Barbera or not? Actually, now it kind of looks like it is, but it is like janky as fuck. <laughs> like they have, they have like the little train, you know, like the little kid trains that you go and ride around on. And I just remember, like, it was supposed to be like the Jungle Train showing you like prehistoric shit. 
it was literally they had like berms of dirt with like little plastic dinosaurs like you buy for Sola, <laughs> like stuck on there, like eating eating off of like eating off of like potted plants, and that was supposed to be like you know, you're just literally riding a little kid train with like toy dinosaurs stuck on the shit. Um, they, they do have like the Flintstone wheelbill cars, like they got a little racetrack with those. Yeah. They probably I got mean, a, a cease and desist letter from fucking Hanna Barbera, and then they just sold the place to Hanna Barbera. I, I'm trying to read the roadside American shit about it, but uh, this guy's using a lot of flowery language, so it's not uh, not healthy. But I just remember going there as a kid, and we—I mean, there's pictures of me as like a super little kid, like sitting in the Flintstone car and all that shit. And I then I remember going when I was not—I like was maybe 12 when I went back the second time. And being very not the fuck impressed. Uh, <laughs> Damn, for a twelve-year-old to be not impressed—that's got to be pretty yeah. fucking bad. Like when I was five, it was dope. Yeah. But when I was twelve, it had, the magic was gone, and I actually I liked uh, Reptile Gardens better, which is just for no apparent reason in the middle of Rapid City, South Dakota, just a bunch of fucking alligators and big snakes and shit. And they used to do alligator wrestling, and they got like giant tortoises, and they got like. I think he's supposed to be the biggest saltwater crocodile in the United States, which his name is Maniac, <laughs> and he's fucking huge. Of course. He's also a pro wrestler. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you just kind of walk into this, they kind of got like this big dome kind of greenhouse thing, and they walk around the perimeter, and it's all different kinds of crocodilians, and then they got Maniac out there, and then they got just this giant pit full of like pretty much baby alligators, like, like you know, uh, I'd say like two and a half footers up to like four footers. And there's just hundreds of them in there. And the guys, and they don't do the alligator wrestling anymore. Now they actually do an educational program. Oh, and the guys hey. like picking up various alligators. So they, they make it some progress. It's a fun place. It's, you know, it's kind of dated. I think it was built in the 50s. But, um, yeah, it's a fun place. But uh, well, I, I guess the thing is, all this shit built on, uh, you know, the sacred lands of, uh, mm -hmm. of multiple tribes of Native Americans. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> What a slap in the knackers that is. Yeah, you know? no shit. Uh -huh. uh, also, though, in uh, uh, we can do a pitch for for a, a business I actually believe in and like in uh, in uh, Rapid City is Prairie Edge, which Prairie Edge is uh, purveyors of uh, Native American arts and uh, and weapons and stuff, and so you can actually get like a Lakota bow made by a Lakota artisan. Oh, that's awesome. Or or like a, a buckskin shirt or like any number of things. So Prairie Edge is pretty legit. Um, they also have like selections of like all if you want to burn sage and smudge stuff. You know, they have all the, the kind of ingredients for those kind of things. So Prairie Edge is, is pretty cool. They got if an online, kind of online store too? They, they absolutely do. It's like literally just Prairie Edge, one word, dot com. Uh, so and also like I say, most of the stuff that you get there is made by actual Native American artisans. So Tight. if you're into that kind of stuff, it's it's a place to check out. I'll have to make them a. We should make them a commercial. Just like email it to them. Here you can use this oh, anytime you want. <laughs> I don't know if they really want to be associated with us too much. Yeah, but, no yeah. shit. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Sick. Anything else? Anybody got anything else? Nope. Uh, no, I'm good, man. How about right. we just, um, I don't know. Should we do a hail of gunfire? Let's go out and a hail of gunfire. Mm-hmm.